Hello. How are we going, Scott? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, thank you. Good. Bear with me. I'm just gonna put my um my headphones in. I'll be able to hear you better. Yeah, no worries. You've got some nice, bright, colourful walls in the background there. Are they different colours, or is it just the way the light's catching it? I think it might be the light, to be honest. Uh, we uh, can't really see myself properly. Yeah, is, is this is this angle okay? Yeah, it's fine. Cool. So it's not. Can you say something again? Can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah. Cool. It's nice and uh, you're back for ready for bed there. Where you are? Yeah, yeah. To be honest, um, I go to bed pretty early these days because <laughs> um, the little one son sometimes wakes up at sort of three or four in the morning, and so I have uh, to get up and settle her down, and just throws my sleep patterns out. So, yeah, I I try to go to bed by sort of nine thirty ten. Yeah. How old is the little one? Uh so she's just turned two. Oh. Just turned two. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So, Good times. Yes. It <laughs> keeps me on my toes. Do, do you have any yeah. kids yourself or? Yeah, we've got, uh, she's nearly three, okay. so uh, she's three in October, yeah. which is she's an interesting age. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know if they're not an interesting age in some respects. To be honest. Very true, yeah. 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 Each, each day is a, a kind of, uh, wow, wow, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen next? So yeah, yeah. Every time you think you kind of got into a bit of a routine and a pattern, they come up with something new and it just kind of throws yeah. it all out the window, so. Yeah, not a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but listen, um, so I, I did touch base with Ryan and just mentioned that we were getting in touch. And I was like, oh, how on earth did you get in contact with him? And I was just like, oh, just they were doing some podcasts and we got talking and I saw he had a mutual connection. And he was like, oh, awesome. Because well, um, yeah. I think you said you, you haven't really had much to do with him since school, yeah? No, we, we, we used to play, I think it was a, we played a lot of football with each other a while back. Oh, okay. um, and, then, and then school and... Actually, he messaged me on LinkedIn um, last week uh, just to, to mention that that he'd spoken to you. Yeah. But yeah, we haven't really spoken properly, but we used to we used to know each other really well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, as you as you get older, things happen, and you don't yes. see. Yeah. Family, work, all that yeah. life busyness, as it were. Um, yeah. So, listen. In terms of the podcast, uh, so um, I guess a little bit about me. So I'll. I spent the last sort of decade in recruitment. Um, I made the decision to move into the coaching space. Uh, well, I've been wanting to do it for a while, but lockdown was a good sort of push in the right direction. Um, primarily, I'm focusing on uh, purpose and connection, which I guess underpins career and relationships. Um, and I, I think you're, you've got quite a niche in, in respect to working specifically with men in business, I believe, is that correct? That's right, yeah. I mean, I, I started as doing lots of, basically everyone. Yep. Um, I actually started with targeting more niche with, with women, mm -hmm. but then it became more broad. And then I found that I actually really connected with the men I was helping. And yes. if you, you'll know, if you look anywhere on social media, put in coach, and most of the coaches are women. Mm. Um, and a lot of women yep. empowering women Yes, so yes. I, I thought, you know, I enjoy working with men. I, I feel the men need it. And, you know, it's fantastic. There's so many women helping women out there. Yes. It is amazing and, it, and it's necessary. Yes. I felt more connected with the helping males. So yep. I've, I've gone with that and yep. I'm really enjoying it. 
that. Yeah. And and to be fair, that's well, one of the reasons I've got into the relationship side of things is because there's not a lot of men doing relationship coaching. And it'll often be the woman who brings the male partner along. And if there's another woman there, he kind of feels ganged up on. So having another guy there is good. And women generally don't have an issue talking to me about that sort of stuff. So I figure oh, it's it's a win-win in that regard, for them at least. Yeah, and, and so yeah, but early early days on the relationship side of things. I've been doing the one on one for a little bit now. Yeah, that's so, that's good though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess what I was keen to do, obviously, um, I mean, I was kind of thinking about topic. Um, I, I'm quite keen to understand a little bit about your backstory and kind of what brought you to here, because mm-hmm. um, I feel like sort of what I've been doing is sort of talking about the challenges that people faced in their life and how it's brought them more purpose and connection in their lives. So, I mean, if there was kind of a, I guess, a backstory to you moving into the coaching space and how that has helped bring you more purpose in the work you do and perhaps brought you more connection in terms of your family and the lifestyle. I don't know how you um, would necessarily spin that. And I guess, and then we can sort of talk a little bit more around what it is you're doing now and how you're, you're helping others at this time. Is that a reasonable? Sort Fantastic. Of, yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. Cool. Yeah. And we can, I mean, we can touch on the, on the mindfulness pieces and meditation and whatever sort of comes up. Um, I tend to aim for, I think, about half an hour. Um, but if it goes a little bit longer, it goes a little bit longer. And um, cool. yeah, just sort of take it from there. Um, sounds good yeah we'll just take it take it easy sounds cool. good to me um so what i'd like to do personally is just have a little pause at the beginning that helps um i guess center the thoughts clear the mind create a bit of a silence in terms of video and audio do a little bit of intro and then um hand it over to yourself and get into a discussion fantastic sounds good perfect Hello, my name is Mate, and you have tuned into the 20th episode of the Inbetweeners Checkup. I'm joined today by Scott Harriman, all the way over in the UK, who has very graciously said he will spend some time uh, sharing with us, I guess, his message, uh, his world. And I'd like to think a little bit of insight into how... Uh, not only guys but a lot of us can lead better lives in this world so Scott I'm going to hand it over to you and you can tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Cool yeah so my name's Scott Um, I am a confidence coach for for men and men that own businesses and essentially I help them take their business to the next level by boosting their confidence and and overcoming their their barriers such as self-doubt and imposter syndrome all of those nice experiences that um we all, we all face, but my, the people that I connect with, um, I found have been very recently have been male, male business owners. So that's kind of the, the direction I've taken and I'm really, really enjoying it. So yeah. Glad to hear. And look, I mean, it takes a lot of confidence, I guess, to go into business for yourself in the first place. Um, in terms of, I, I mean, do you assist people at that starting point or are you more focused primarily on people who have been in that space for a little while, they've thought, perhaps that they would um, 
rapidly ascend and they're finding that they're in a bit of a rut? It, it varies. It really does. Um, I, I'm working with men that have just started a business and they need that extra confidence to, to really take their business to the next level. But also, again, it's people that have men that have been in business for, for a long while and are beginning to, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, there's a lot of, lot of experiences that aren't exactly ideal. So it, it kind, of, kind of challenges and creates these barriers and it's about overcoming those barriers, realizing that actually you are on a good path and, and stepping over that, that, that barrier into the, the next, next step. So yeah, it's a, it's a mixture of both. Um, but I tend to, to work with smaller businesses rather than larger businesses at the moment. Not to say that that won't change, but uh, at the moment it is rather it's quite small, but starting and uh, businesses that are, I'd say, that have been going for, for a while now. Yeah. So I have to ask then, what gave you the confidence to move into the space in what potentially areas were you lacking in confidence that... Uh, created obstacles for you earlier in your life well yeah I mean, it's, a, it's a great question i i was i was never personally i was never a confident person at all child toddler whatever you want to say started at a very young age it was that that kind of oh he's just a sensitive boy you know he's just not very confident he doesn't come across as very confident he says okay he's sensitive but when you hear that on a regular basis whether you whether you take it in or not it's going in unconsciously and and i was never confident through well, up until I'd say a good few years ago, maybe about five five years ago, I would not put myself into situations that made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. I didn't feel like I could overcome that. I could be confident, stand my ground, and I'd always doubt myself. So it was it was something that um, I experienced very much so from well from a young age up until like I said not too long ago. I it, I I think there's a very very strong correlation between low confidence and anxiety and I developed anxiety uh, what can I say it's not a nice time to, to suffer with anxiety for I mean, it must have been for a good three to five years of just feeling very very low not sure what was what was happening and that kind of prompted me to to this is one of the reasons that I'm doing what I'm doing now yeah wow and looking, I guess I'm keen like I don't want you to focus on the negative per se but in terms of being stuck in that space, and I, I know, well, I haven't had uh, severe anxiety as such, but um, when I sort of talk to people about how it feels um, in the body, uh, to want that change is one thing, to actually create that change is another. Can I ask a little bit more as to how you actually went about that? Yeah, so you, you may know, and a lot of people may know, but a lot of what we do in life is due to pain and pleasure. Um, and when enough pain is created, often sort of kicks us into gear and we start to, to react and take necessary steps. So for me, I, 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 it happened to me when I was in my early 20s. And at that time, especially I mean, I'm in my 30s now, and at that time, it wasn't really talked about. Mental health wasn't really, wasn't really talked about as much as it is now. So... I didn't really know what was going on. I just dealt with it and life was not good. And it got to a point in, in a, a certain time I was out with my, with my wife. So it went on for quite a few years. I was out with my wife and we were going out for a, a meal and I wasn't feeling comfortable with it. I'd always try and avoid those situations. And I had the, probably the worst anxiety attack that I'd ever had. And for me, that was just that moment that I 
thought, I cannot do this anymore. Something has to change. And from that point, I was, I was okay, what do I do? And I just dived into, I dived my, I put all my energy into, into finding out what I was going through, how I could overcome it. Got fascinated with the subject and started to find ways to, to deal with it. And I, I'm very big in my, in my coaching. I'm a very big believer in there are so many techniques out there. There are so many tools and techniques that you could try, but you've actually got to try them. The one that I try might not be for me, but guess what? There's another thousand that you can try. And I just kept going through it. What's going to work? What's not working? What's working? And I ended up getting to a place where I felt much more comfortable. My anxiety lowered. And then I could actually work on myself. It was like that that fog cleared and then that enabled me to to then be able to help others yeah yeah that's beautiful and like um how do i say this i guess you were in a situation where with that anxiety you were afraid to put yourself out there and you were afraid i guess to fail or, or be vulnerable and once that I don't know if desire is the right word, but once that change in your mindset occurred when you were like, this has to change and I'm going to do everything in my power to make it change, then um, it didn't matter if the tool didn't work or you failed, you just went on to another one and, and such like. And I, I think that that mentality is really the way we need to look at all aspects of life at all times if we can. And, and, and you know, that that's not always easy because of what's happened in our past and because of the habits or the ideas that have been reinforced during our lives. Um, and unfortunately some people, I guess they, they get to breaking point and they, and they can't go any further down. And it's from that place that, that they rise, you know, I mean, you look at, um, I mean, California is not, not the greatest example at the moment, but these bushfires and they destroy masses of land. But at the same time, that creates an environment for seeds to grow, you know, and from, I'm going to say, destruction or despair, um, light can still rise, as it were. Um, yeah. It's, I don't know, it's, it's hard. Yeah, but it's just... It's so true. And one of the phrases that I heard, which just resonated with me so much and it enabled me to, to really push forward is it's very simple. You probably heard it before, but failure is feedback. And if you fail, we just use it as an opportunity to grow. Yes. What yes. can I learn from this? And you use it as feedback to then grow. And, and, and another thing I heard was, you know, problems are a sign of life and I want mm. to live. So if you don't have problems, you're not living. Uh, that, yeah. that for me, again, I was like, Hey, wow, that is, that is, is so important and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if I hadn't been through those things yes. and as much as and as awful as it was and I wouldn't wish on anyone it has enabled me to you could say bounce back and and do what I'm doing and grow from that so yeah but one thing I would I would say that really stuck with me was failure was feedback so every time I go oh I'm not too sure on this well hang on why not because if it doesn't go the way that I want it's just an opportunity to grow and that's how I see it now yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think the, the great thing is, is because you've gone that, gone through that process yourself, you will be able to resonate that much more with the people that you're working with, as opposed to perhaps someone who is in a health field, but hasn't necessarily experienced what they're uh, uh, treating firsthand. And sometimes it can make it a little difficult for them to truly connect with with the person that they're working with and and therefore the effectiveness of the treatment whatever it may be mm. um 
I guess when when people come to you, and I'm, I'm thinking more generally speaking, uh, and, and specifically for guys, I guess are there more common patterns that you tend to see in those people? Yeah, so with, with, with the, the men that I work with at the moment, it's very much about having someone to confide in and talk to. And we'll know that, that kind of that old saying is that men are quite closed off. They don't really speak, or not, not very emotional. And one of my clients said to me recently, I feel like I can, I, I, I can let out some emotion now, which is, which is great because I'm not sure it's the case so much nowadays, but often in the past it was, you know, men wouldn't show that. They'd be very, you know, straight, I'm fine, I'm good. But now it's starting to turn and I'm seeing a lot of that. And men just want to sort of talk, having that, other person to talk to whether it's a man or, or a woman it really relaxes and that's why coaching is I think is is awesome because it does give that person opportunity just to go you know I had a bit of a tough week and just talk yes. and then go what do you think of this and then having someone say well this is what I think and it's just mm. nice to have that back and forth so I'm finding that's kind of a, a theme at the moment mm. is the the, the the guys that I'm working with are, are just enjoying that connection with, with someone else and just getting things off their chest yeah that's great and look i mean especially at the moment i mean people are under a lot of pressure and there is that desire to i don't want to say be able to unload unload as such but be able to i guess connect with others and, and whether it's isolation that limits or whether it's because the other people in their lives are also under pressure and they don't actually want to burden them with more um stuff i think it's yeah, it's really important to have some form of healthy outlet because otherwise mm -hmm. people are going to numb that pain and it might be drinking, it might be gambling, it might be, I don't know, whatever. But in essence, those uh, actions will not help really deal with the underlying issues. That emotion, it needs to come out and it needs to be expressed in a positive way because if it's suppressed, it's going to come out negatively. Yeah. And it's and it comes in stress. Yeah, it's it's just a, a, a pure, you know. I I I've said this so many times now. I, I kind of like this, but and you may have heard it before. But I I, I explain stress and anxiety or sort of low confidence in in like a pint glass. So if you've got a pint glass or a bucket uh, throughout our life, we add to that with stress. So it's a stress cup, stress pint glass. And throughout the stresses we have in life, whether it's falling over in front of people, it creates stress. Whether it's someone something happening within the family, losing your job whatever it might be adds to that that pint glass and as you get to the top of that pint glass if you don't let it out if you're not the kind of person that can deal with stress very well if you're not implementing these techniques like i mentioned earlier which we might talk about later as you know mindfulness and being trying to be relaxed and present then you add to that stress cup and if you're not good at dealing with it, it gets to the top one drop it could just be something so simple and then you overflow and when you overflow it's really hard to get yourself back under control um so it is so important to have someone I feel to, to to talk to, to hold you accountable, to give you things to do to improve yourself and your business, um, to reduce that chance of stress and anxiety and low confidence becoming even worse. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I agree one hundred percent, one hundred and ten percent. Like, um, yeah, it's and I kind of think you know, this dynamic isn't new as such. But um, I don't feel like coaching as a field has necessarily been around for a hugely long time, or if not 
if it has, it hasn't really completely been understood. And I think it's a great opportunity to help others in, in whatever they're facing at this time. Um, you sort of touched on, on some of those tools that you use. I'm assuming that these were things perhaps you tried yourself and, and found you resonated with as well? Yeah, for sure. I mean, one, I would always, I, I kind of have a process that we follow when I work with, with clients with regards to confidence is, is un, understanding our belief system. So that's one of the, the first things that we do. That's kind of a, a you call, could call it a technique, but it's something that in, in the coaching world is probably the go-to. Um, but it's, it's important and it's, it, you have to find the right person to enable you to get the best out of that. Yes. Um, but, you know, mindfulness for me is huge. It's, it's just being mindful of being present in the moment because as soon as we start forward thinking, you create anxiety. As soon as you think about something in the past that didn't go very well, it can create feelings of regret. And that's, that's not always good. So being present like in this moment, I say this so much, but in this moment right now, you and I talking, looking at each other, not much to worry about, is there? No, um, as soon as you start looking into the future and thinking, oh, what if this, what if that? And it creates that, that concern and that worry. And it's, it's not good. So one of the first things that we do, I work with my clients, is, is mindfulness. And it's sometimes it's as simple as just stopping and counting your breath for a count of 10 and then carrying on with your day. I do that about 10 times a day. Yeah. It brings you back to the present moment. Yes. makes you feel pretty good, to be honest. That's just one technique. That might work for some. Like I said, might not for others, but there's so many out there that you can do. Yeah, yeah. And look, yeah, I mean, big, big believer of being in that present moment because in, in all fairness, it's, it's the only true moment that exists. Everything else is just in the mind. Um, and for, for myself, uh, I'm, I'm a big believer of meditation and I think everyone should do it. Um, and if meditation hasn't worked for you, then perhaps you haven't found the right way to meditate. But um, yes, in terms of mindfulness practices, yeah, breathing, I mean, look at something we do every day all the time. Um, but it's incredible to see how many people don't really breathe properly, as it were. Um, and, and you talked about that sort of um, pain and pleasure dynamic. I sort of think of that fight or flight or rest and digest response. And so often, you know, we'll be rushing around and it's all shallow breathing and we're not really oxygenating our lungs and we're not really, um, I'm going to say, uh, taking in what the body needs and, and that will have an effect over time. Um, sure. Yeah. With, with regard to, um, I guess mindfulness as a whole, what do you feel? How do you, I guess, how do you feel you can best, uh, incorporate it into one's life? Um, generally speaking. I, I would, I would, as simple as it sounds, get people to every now and then just stop and don't do anything else and do that maybe two, two, two or three times a day to start with. And it's the amazing, the impact that if you just stop and just look around and just, what can you hear, see and feel? What does it feel like to sit there? Is there any wind? What can you hear, hear any birds? What can you see? Can you see someone walking by? And it, you could, I suppose you could call it something along the lines of, how many times have you sat in a coffee shop and just looked up and people watched? Mm. Essentially, that's what it is. And if you do that, 
all your most of the worries just disappear because in that moment there's nothing happening it's just you're just looking around and noticing what's what's there what can you see here and feel um so i would say do that once or twice or three times a day and then as you start to feel more comfortable as it starts to become more of a habit you can start to increase that but as sometimes as simple as that throughout the day you can start by setting the alarm on your phone just every now and then three times a day one in the morning one at lunch one in the evening just alarm goes off you go okay i'm just going to stop right now and just stop and see where it goes <laughs> yeah no it's great and and like i mean you, you talked about that sort of um sight and hearing and feel i mean we're in essence we're, we're engaging with the senses you know and and we're i guess listening to our body at that time and we're we're out of our heads we're out of our minds um and that's so important because if you look at health in general i feel too often we're not listening to our body and it gives us warning signs you know that things aren't quite right um but because we ignore them and just think oh you know we'll, we'll be right and we'll get on especially as men you know we, we think we're, we're tough as and we're, we're, we're the strong providers and whatnot and then all of a sudden you know someone has a stroke or someone has a heart attack or someone has chronic fatigue or nervous breakdown or, or whatever the case may be and, and they're like well where did that come from and i was like well if you'd really stopped and listened to your body it was screaming at you to slow down or to take a break or to change what you're doing and you weren't listening and and look that's one of the senses you mentioned you know um yeah. certainly listen to what's happening around you but at the same time listen to what's happening within yeah and and that stems from awareness yeah how having awareness when i work with clients you know they'll we'll talk about some problems or challenges they've got and as soon as we just bring that awareness to their thoughts it changes the whole dynamic of the session of how they move forward in their business because having awareness allows you to make changes mm-hmm. if you don't listen if you don't know what's going on in your mind you won't have a clue and one i've actually done a video on this recently it's just a short one minute video which will, i'm going to be putting out on my social media um and it's about sort of being confident in social situations or when you're trying to promote your product or services and how you, you, if you're low in confidence you'll find yourself doing this but if you if you have the awareness then you can make changes but often people in low in confidence will go in a conversation with someone oh how are you and then they won't listen they'll just get stuck in their head because they're low in confidence they'll just get stuck yeah so you go oh yeah i'm good thank you how are you oh are they are they judging me do i feel like they're listening what am i going to talk about next whereas if you just listen to the response there's an opportunity for another question there's an opportunity to go, oh, oh, they watch Netflix. Oh, have you watched this? And then a, and then a conversation flows, whatever it might be. But we, when we're low in confidence and we doubt ourselves, we ask a question and then we get stuck in our head and we don't listen to the response. And then the conversation dies and then it reinforces that belief of, oh, no, I'm no good in social situations. So, yeah, if I was going to say anything, I don't know why I've lost my track of thought now, but um, if I was going to say anything is, Feel confident with someone in the moment, ask questions, but then listen, because listening allows you to then bounce back and ask more questions. So, yeah. I can't remember who it was, but somebody said um, we were given two ears and one mouth to listen twice as much as we speak. Yeah, I um, heard that. That's great. Um, and I, yeah, I'm someone who's spent a lot of time in my head, to be fair, and hasn't always uh, thrived in, in social situations, but uh when you 
truly listen to people it's beautiful like it changes the whole essence of a conversation like you generally slow down in the way you talk um, there's lots of silence and it's not um, uncomfortable it's just there's like a energy that resonates um, and you hear sometimes the message behind the message and when you and look as a coach i think you can probably appreciate that and you can sort of start to ask questions to uncover what's going on at a deeper level and raise someone's awareness and ultimately uh do good for them and whoever you have conversations with and i like working in recruitment i wouldn't necessarily help i wouldn't sorry i wouldn't necessarily place everyone I worked with, but I like to think that I could leave everyone somehow better off than before I had a conversation with them. And sometimes all it took was truly listening to them. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and listening is, is, that's why I love being a coach because I listen and then ask questions. But I suppose in, in my, in, I like to be more of a, I do that as well as giving advice if I feel like I need it. I don't just sit back and go, oh, okay, I'll go, have you thought about this? Um, but, you know, for example, listening and having that awareness, one of my clients said, I'm forgetful. And he kept forgetting things. I'm forgetful, I always have been, um, and I imagine I always will be. And I said to him, okay, so what's your definition of forgetful? And he said, well, someone that forgets dates and times. I said, okay. And he said, oh, but actually, I'm actually pretty good at remembering dates and times. Oh, okay, cool. So your definition of forgetful is someone that forgets dates and times, but you're actually pretty good at that. He said, yeah. And then he said, um, and I said to him, when did this start for you? Well, just after university, when I came out of university, I started to find that I was quite forgetful. I said, oh, so you haven't always been forgetful then? He said, no. And that, just that one conversation we had, that awareness, that, that change and those questions that were asked based on that belief that he had about him being forgetful, completely squashed it and things change for him but that's having that awareness and if we all have that awareness if we create that within us we can start to dissect these thoughts that might be running through our, our minds and aren't helpful so yeah going back to that awareness thing 100 percent, that would be it's just so important yes yes and i mean if you look like for example someone who's an alcoholic if they don't see that they have a problem then they, they can't change it there's, there's not that awareness there to be able to do something about it and a lot of us are completely, I mean, we're going to say we're unconscious to a lot of those ideas that are just circulating in the background. Um, and yeah, I feel coaches and, well, yeah, no, actually pretty much just coaches really <laughs> are in a prime position to assist people in that space. I think, I definitely think counselling serves a purpose in a slightly different dynamic. Um, and, and mentors, again, uh, are probably more advice focused but um, I yeah I mean the whole reason I got into coaching is because I felt that I have so much more to offer in that space than working in recruitment uh, and so far the feedback I've received is, is certainly um, fulfilling that but I didn't have the confidence for some time to be able to take that step um, 
we'll see how we go. I might be having to get in touch with you <laughs> six months time when, when I had another, another block or such. But I, I guess on that note, do you, do you work with people internationally or you, you've sort of primarily focused on, on local clients? Yeah. Yeah. All over. That's the, I suppose the benefit of um, Zoom yes. Yes, <laughs> or the internet. True. It's just nice. I, I love working with, with people all over the world. Um, for sure. Yeah, it's nice and we can we can do it so why not make the, make the most of it because yeah. you know there's so there's so many people there are so many coaches out there there are so many people out there that are struggling so many business owners so many men women and they might only in a, a local environment have people they don't resonate with they don't mm-hmm. click with whereas having this as an opportunity to to see whether there's someone else that they can connect with is is powerful so yeah absolutely and and what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you scott um best way is you can go onto my linkedin which is i'm just you just search scott hardyman um or you can go onto my website which is scotthardymancoaching.com that's it cool right and if there was one piece of wisdom that you could leave the audience with today what would that be oh, that's a very very good question i think i've already said yeah you've said um, a lot to be here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um de- definitely one failure is feedback and I would say for confidence, take action. Because the more action you take, the more the more you learn, the more you grow, the more competent you become at that thing that you want to get better at. And as soon as you become more competent in it, you become more confident. Thank you very much. Cool. Very good. All right. Cool. That was that was probably about half an hour, pretty much bang on, I think. Spot on. Great. Cool. Good. How did you find that? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was yeah. nice. Really cool. great. How how frequent are you doing the podcasts at the moment? So I don't do. I I, I haven't got my own podcast. Yeah. Um, but I, every now and then I'll reach out and see if there's any any podcasts I can be on just to for, for my own experience yes. um, and to connect with people. Really, it's nice to yeah. connect and then and see what they're doing and go back and forth which is which is great yeah how about you how many yeah. do you do um so i'm doing them weekly at the moment um and i've been doing them yeah basically since lockdown i sort of saw it as you know people are going to be struggling that much more at this time i wanted an opportunity to kind of put a message out there that others struggle it's okay and you can get through it you know i've, I've talked to people about terminal illness paralysis um, suicide, uh, some guy, actually in the UK, um, what's his name? Uh, Callum Schofield, if you come across him, he was no, a guy who had a, well, he basically up until the 18, up until the, um, age of 18, he had a stammer. Um, and then he basically decided to do something about it, went away for a weekend, learned some mindfulness techniques in terms of the, the way he uh, breathes and was able to find a way to manage that. And now is a, he has his own podcast. He did a season just talking to people who had stammers. Now he's kind of more opened it up into mental health, uh, men's mental health. So it might be someone um, worth touching base with over there. Um, he does, uh, I think it's the Schofield stories. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a look. S-C-H-O-F-I-E-L-D. Yeah, Schofield. Callum Schofield. Um, but and, he, and he's looking at going into counselling and uh, mental counselling and coaching. 
going forward. So, um, and I went, who else have I talked with? A woman who, yeah, who lost her husband uh, to cancer and kind of went through that grieving process. Um, someone who relationship breakdown, put on a whole lot of weight and then started going to the gym and became like shredded and um, trying to think, yeah, all sorts really. Um, sure. But it's been really cool. I, I did it with the intention of sort of putting the message up for others, but the, to be fair, I've, I've taken so much on board myself mm. um, in these discussions. And, and like you say, no, it's an, it's an opportunity to connect with people. Um, Definitely, yeah. And you never know, you, you learn things every time that you speak to someone, and that's the, yes. that's the benefit of connecting, is that you yes. learn something new, yes. which, is, which is great. Yeah. yeah. So, so what have you learned from me, if I'm asked? Put you on the spot. <laughs> to stay calm. You be, you're very calm and relaxed, which is what I like. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's my, my natural instinct is to sort of, I, I talk quite quickly, because um, I feel like I want to get the information out. But yeah, I feel like with you, I just felt like it was more calm and relaxed. It was just a, it's a nice experience, yeah. yeah cool. And, and it's interesting you say that because when um, my coach trainer, I guess, talked to me about what, what I saw as my uh, underlying trait that I would bring to coaching, it was, it was calmness. Mm, yeah, um, my, for sure. My sister calls me Spock, which is a little bit on the unemotional <laughs> engagement side of things. <laughs> um, but, 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 but she, do, she does so in a, in a um, tongue in cheek kind of way. I, I am quite, yeah. yeah, stable as it were. So yeah, absolutely. No, I think it was, uh, it was nice to speak to you and it was, I really enjoyed it. Hope you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And as like, I mean, I've I've enjoyed every conversation, and it's quite. I haven't really talked to another coach as yet, but I so I could resonate a lot with your message because I guess in some respects you were preaching to the converted in that regard. But I felt like having the two of us converse in that respect could also offer a bit of perspective for people who aren't so familiar with coaching. Because let's be honest, I mean, people aren't necessarily going, I want to coach, you know, they, they, they can be completely oblivious to the fact that they've even got those limiting beliefs. Um, and yeah, it, it can take a conversation or listening to a poet or something to actually go, oh, actually, that kind of resonates with me. I need to do a little bit more looking into this and, and see what's going on. Um, I'm actually reading a book at the moment called The Mountain Is You. Okay. Um, which is, it's all about uh, self-limiting beliefs. Uh, okay, cool. Um, mm. and, I've, and I've just read or listened to The Prosperous Coach, which was a really good I've heard that's really good. It's really I haven't read good. that yet. That's on, one yeah. of my, that's on my list. Yeah, definitely, definitely put that towards the top if you can. Um, yeah. It re like it... Because it kind of, because I was going, oh, I need to put myself out there on social media, or I need to have a web fancy website, and I'm going to do this podcast, which I'm, I'm still going to keep doing. Um, but it was like you don't you don't get uh, clients from fancy social media posts and stuff. You get them from having conversations, um, and lock, lockdown makes it a little bit more difficult for us to have those conversations um, because we have to initiate potentially uh, via online platforms. But uh, don't necessarily. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know necessarily know what's worked for you. But for me, and I'm only early days. But it was. It's. It's been just reaching out to someone and saying, "Oh, you know, actually, 
the, the fundamental, well, you're going to read The Prosperous Coach anyway, but the, the fundamental principle there is going into each day as to how can I serve people? And when they see the value in that service, you can create clients. Mm. Yeah, makes complete sense. So, yeah, that's that's the underlying thing. And and when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's all about me. Because recruitment for me was so transactional and I, I wanted to work with people on a deeper level. And I was like, okay, coaching is that. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to get into career coaching. And then I was like, well, that's, and then I was just going to help people who were stuck in lockdown. And then, but no one wanted to pay because they didn't have a job and they didn't have the money. And then I was like, okay, I need to tweak this a little bit. So I've kind of gone, okay, let's focus more on purpose because you've got so many people who are in jobs that they don't enjoy, but they just took them because their parents told them to go in there or they were good at it, but whatever. Um, and just sort of see if we can kind of get to the essence of why people do what they do. But um, the, I can't, yeah, no, it is in the Prosperous Coach. It does talk about people in terms of they'll be doing well at something and it'll get them ahead and all of a sudden they'll find they're not getting any further forward. And that's because in some ways they've come attached to those ideas, which are now creating self-limiting beliefs in order for them to move to the next point mm -hmm. which is quite an interesting dynamic so you can have a i guess a breakthrough which will rise you up but but then there's another level and then another level and then another level um so it's yeah i guess how how far do you go how, how long do you tend to work with people so i do a minimum of four sessions yeah um just because I feel like it's, it's the amount of time I feel to, to make a really big impact in the way that they feel. Yeah, and then after that, we can carry on for every other week, every three weeks, every week. It depends on, on what they want. But yeah. I always say initial four sessions yeah. just for the impact. And, 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 it's, and it's spot on every yeah. time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm looking to do five um, as a starting point um, for the simple fact that uh, it gives enough time for a new habit to be developed post the first session and they're not coming into that fourth session going oh is this the end i've done all i can and and that's the value i'm going to get from it but i mean if, if that works for you i mean yeah it's, it's kind of similar principles because then i'm looking to sort of customize based on their requirements but you kind of i'm going to call it the five star foundation <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's a bit cheesy, but I was going to say the business is called the in-betweeners um, because, well, I mean, you can probably appreciate the in-betweeners, but um, it's all about people who are in between jobs or decisions um, or, or relationships um, and hence the in-betweeners checkup because it's kind of checking in with people who have been in that state and kind of mm. move through it. So, Yeah, I like that. That's really that's really smart. Yeah, and the, and the the chrysalis is my um, symbol because it's about people in that holding state before they move into the butterfly. Very cool. Yeah, Lovely. but I spend all this time in that, and then it's like I just need to have conversations with people and get on with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and my 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 phrase, my go to, my clients take the piss out of me, um, is is action. I'm just yeah. always saying, well, take action. You've just got to do it. Yeah. How can we do it? Um, because as soon as you take action, things start to happen yes. and, and, you know, self-doubt is the killer of confidence. So if you find yourself 
going, oh, well, maybe I should. It's just self-doubt, which is killing the confidence. So, and the way to combat that is, for me, take action. And as soon as you start to take that first step, that first bit of action, putting that post out, doing that video, um, it all seems clearer and, and your confidence starts to grow. So that's, that's what happened for me. It was just, what do I need to do here? I need to take action, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I did it. And if I don't look back in six months and cringe, then I haven't made progress fast enough. Mm. That's a good one. That's yeah. I like that. It's the best way to look at it because otherwise you just you stay stagnant, you start going slow. Whereas you want to look back and go, oh, what was I thinking? Because mm. you've grown so much and you've yes. developed and you can go, okay, now what can I do? And then you do it again and again and again. And if you keep doing that, it's just a constant level of growth. So that's why I love, I just love coaching in general. I think it's just amazing. And I think more people will start to see the benefit of it. But like you said earlier, it's about people seeing or at least starting to feel like, oh, maybe this is for me. But they won't think it unless it's in their face, um, which is tough to get to. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, um, so I will look to release this in two weeks' time. Cool. Because um, I've, I've got one podcast basically going out tomorrow morning. Um, I've got another one that I did last week that'll go out next Tuesday, and then yours will go out the following. Um, I'd send out YouTube, Spotify, uh, iTunes, etc. Um, I tend to do a sort of just under 10 minute uh, native video uploaded onto uh, LinkedIn um, so that people can watch a portion without necessarily having to watch the full amount. I wouldn't say it's a highlight reel per se, but it's normally got some, some nice juicy stuff in there. Um, and if I can get you to rate on iTunes once it's up and running and like and comment on YouTube, it just helps to increase its, its social media presence. But I'll, I'll send you all the links and you can either um, uh, copy and paste or, or, or put, yeah. put your own post together or, or whatever um works for you as then you well. need a, you need a bio and a photo don't you I yeah well, which i can probably just could i was going to say your website might provide or yeah yeah, yeah absolutely all you know my on um on linkedin kind of my my tagline yeah. you can feel free to use that uh, yeah. it's entirely to you if you want me to put something together i can do um, I'll, I'll have a look over it, and if I feel that I need a little bit more, I can come back to you and, and get that as it were. That's good. Yeah, awesome. I trust you. Cool. Very <laughs> good. All right, Scott. Well, listen, thank you again for your time today, um, and I will let you get on with things. And yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to you over the next sort of week or so and let you know if I need any more. All right. Yeah. No. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Cool. You have a good one. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, stay well. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye.